0: Friends, welcome to Where Should We Eat podcast. I am your host Jacqueline Marfuji, and grazie for hanging out with us today. Um, normally, if you've been listening, thank you for listening. Uh, I do like a whole like separate intro from my guest but I am so obsessed and excited for you to hear who we're about to have a conversation with that I don't want to go into a long intro about life, myself, how everything's been going. I just want to get the fuck into it. Um, I am just so excited for you guys. I feel like your life is going to change after hearing (laughs) this podcast. Um, So we're going to go for it. Uh, Before we go for it, thank you for subscribing. Make sure you like Rate us five stars and share with your friends. Um, Okay. Without further ado, I have known this gorgeous human being for, I feel like almost a decade now. We were like fluid friends. (laughs) Yeah. Come in and out of each other's lives. And I am just so proud of her because I feel like I've seen such a, just a journey for you, and we're going to get all into it. Uh, my guest is so on point with Where Should We Eat? Uh, she is a life coach, a soul alchemist. She is all about wellness, self love. She's a private chef, and she got married in Positano, Italy. So, guess what? <laughs> we're going to get into it. Welcome to Where Should We Eat, Alyssa Herman. Oh my God. That was so hot. <laughs> seriously. Literally. I feel like I have like a young 2022 version of Sophia Loren on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, Thank you for having me. I literally, you walked in and I felt like an instant, like calmness, like mm. you seriously, I feel like are so in line with what you should be doing right now. Mm. Yeah, And before we get into all the things food, I, I just want you to tell, I call the listeners pythons. tell the pythons a little bit about like what you do right now. So we can yeah. like figure that out.
1: Yeah. So my journey started as a private chef in Los Angeles, cooking for a list celebrities and, you know, bougie people that can we'll we name spend. drop some of them. <laughs> do you have a favorite? Uh, yeah, actually I can name drop some. Yeah. Do it. Go for it. Uh, Ringo Starr is probably my biggest. Oh, my who's God. He's this... the drummer of the Beatles. If you don't know that, you should just quit life right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, or start over after listening to your journey. Start over.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. I've cooked for Gerard Butler. Um rose head i don't know how to say her name rose Huntington uh, whitley oh rosie She's- huntington <laughs> whitley yeah jason statham yep and jason statham wow yeah. used to go to their house so They're she lovely eats. <laughs> um a little bit <laughs> yeah
0: okay cool, cool. that explains yeah. a lot yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um let's see oh my gosh i mean those were great yeah. right there yeah, yeah. yeah. let's
0: let's Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Lead with that. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so I was a private chef for so long. And just along my journey, I realized that I wasn't encapsulating all of who I am, all of my growth. I really dove into like this into the spiritual world. And that is really where it began was Mm -hmm. my self evolution and I wanted to capitalize on all of my growth. And I always knew that I wanted to help people which is why I love food, which is why I love to cook still. Once a chef, always a chef. Yes. But it's my love language. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, So it just really inspired me to dig dig deeper into how can I help people? Mm -hmm. Like on a deeper level, how can I serve and integrate everything and show with the world or women, especially like how I can help. And so I got certified as a life coach. And now I just really stepped into the role of helping women become the best version of themselves, empowering them to look at their shadows and really just heal so they can be all that they are. Okay. When
0: you say, look at your shadows, I've Mm -hmm. heard people say this before, and I'm always so confused by it because I've had on what's her Jersey. We had Lacey Phillips who... She does a whole manifestation thing and she talks about shadows and I'm just like, what the fuck are shadows?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you about shadows. Small story about Lacey Phillips. Yes. When I first moved to L.A., my first job ever was at the Laugh Factory. Mine, too. What? Yes. And that's how Lacey and I
0: met. Wait, yes. that's how I met Lacey. Uh, wait, I didn't know, guys. We're dropping it here. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were across the street from the Laugh Factory right now, which is just yeah. very full circle. Whoa. I had no idea.
1: You worked there. I must have worked there right after you. Maybe. Or before. Or before. I don't know. <gasps> that it, was, it had to have been. I've been in... LA for over eleven years, so it was like over eleven years ago. Oh
0: yeah, I was before you then. Okay, I worked there. I think it was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Small world.
1: Yeah. So Lacey and I lost touch, but yeah. as I've sort, you know, as we're we kind of share the same space now. Yeah. Obviously, I've come across her work, and I'm like, holy cow, like. <laughs> I mean, a full circle. M- literally, the Laugh Factory
0: is just breeding manifestors. I guess it is. <laughs> a lot of cool people have come out of there. Jennifer Lopez worked there. Really? Yeah. Apparently, the no way. the Wayne's brothers used to like follow her around. Yes. Yeah. Meg so Ryan, funny. Jennifer Aniston. Like, we are in good fucking company. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Laugh Factory. Now I perform there, but <laughs> yeah. that is what it- that was a cool f- full full circle. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. My first time performing there, it was like because. When I, did you want to do stand-up or anything when you
1: there? No. no, I was just looking for a job. And yeah. in fact, I'd never even been in the service industry. I'd never served alcohol in my entire life. <laughs> And the owner, I forget Jamie. Jamie, I was in an interview. <laughs> I was in an interview with Jamie, and I, he was asking me these questions. and And he's like, "Well, I can tell you've never. I've totally faked it." Asking me all these questions about alcohol, blah blah blah. And he's like, "Well, I can tell you've never served before, and that you're lying." But I appreciate your ambition. You have the job. I'm oh. like. <laughs>
0: Okay, got it. Yeah, that I mean, for those of you listening, because it is aligned with where should we eat, it is a place you have to go and order things at. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is one of the hardest jobs, because you are trying you have a two drink minimum. Mm-hmm. You have, it's competitive because like yep. your sections, your shifts, everything depended on your sales and there's a show going on and like you're holding trays of drinks. It's just, I mean, so much respect for anyone that's doing that.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: It was crazy. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Um, but to circle back to yeah, your question shadows. of shadows. What is it? Yeah. So your shadow manifests in You hiding from the parts of yourself that you don't want people to be, that you don't want people to see, or even that you don't want to see. So um, a shadow can show up, like, I'll use me, for example. Um, I come from... Three sisters. <laughs> well, I have come from my mom, but yeah. I have three sisters. I mean, that's a lot. A Speaking lot of up, female energy. Yeah, it's a lot of female energy. And I was, I'm the oldest. And so my, my, the evolution of me growing up looked a lot like me being the big sister, me being the role model, me being the golden child, which yeah. has scarred me for life. Um, I'm the oldest too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you probably understand a lot about the.
0: I do. My brother was an yeah. Olympic athlete though. So he kind of was the golden child. Even okay. I was younger.
1: <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm doing
0: school, please. But yes, I do get what you're saying. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it was uh, traumatizing in a way for me to be, to grow up having to have that pressure. Yeah. You know? And so I hid parts of myself. I hid parts of that I didn't like about my sisters, mm-hmm. um, never wanting to, uh, let the messy parts of myself shine. I always like went to that perfectionism mentality. Yeah, And so shadow can look like that. The parts of yourself that you're hiding from, that you don't want to see that you don't want other people to see. So yeah, it can. And that is just a very surface level example, but it's, yeah. I feel a tangible way to be able to understand what shadow is. No, it totally makes sense. I um, I
0: actually, I thought of you, I was listening, I was having like a rough like meltdown, like mm-hmm. on a Friday night, just kind of losing my mind, probably had a little too much wine. That was a little <laughs> bit of a trigger. And it just, I also was like on my period, like just, it was a perfect storm. I had just had like a cyst burst, like in my yeah. ovary, like it was oh. just, it was, I, there was a lot of hormones and emotions going on. And I lost it. And I woke up the next morning. It was a Saturday morning and looked in the mirror and was just beating myself up, just Mm. mentally beating myself up. And I don't know what caused me to do this. I was walking to training me and I was like, I need something to listen to that's inspiring. And it was the Jay Shetty Mel Robbins podcast purpose. Mm. That episode's great. And she talks about like high-fiving yourself in the mirror and just like saying certain kind things. And I feel like you talk a lot about just like not beating yourself up and doing all of that. And I like wanted to talk to you about that.
1: Mm, That's your shadow. That's my shadow. (laughs) Yeah. So that's shadow work, a way that you can alchemize. And what I mean by alchemize is turning something from turning dark into light. Okay. So seeing those parts of yourself, like beating yourself up Mm instead of running from it you look at it like okay what is really here what is true for me because oftentimes we don't want to see those parts of ourselves but mm-hmm. when we look at them when we if you were to look at yourself and see why am i beating myself up like kind of digging deep into that shadow you would actually see that none of that is true that's all my ego trying to keep me safe trying to keep me small trying to keep me from not being seen oh my god yeah. or Or things that have happened in your past that maybe come up that triggers you, but these triggers are actually happening for you. So whatever manifested in you where you felt like down on yourself, Mm -hmm. look at that. Look at that because that is so freeing when you can actually prove to your ego or your subconscious that like this isn't true. This actually isn't my story. Yeah. What is my story? My story is that I'm a badass. I have a podcast. I do stand-up. <laughs> I'm beautiful. I'm confident. I have an amazing husband. I have a beautiful apartment. You oh know what God. I mean?
0: Guys, hire her.
1: Literally. <laughs> I am just going to have the best day ever now.
0: <laughs> no, that's so true. And, like, you're all about taking back your life. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like for so many of us, especially after the past two years, I mm-hmm. mean... <laughs> Yeah. And that is kind of where you, because you were doing all the private chef stuff and you've always been like aligned with wellness and everything. But I feel like over the past two years, this is where everything has kind of like come to the surface. Absolutely. Like you're becoming who you actually are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. I've been able to see who I've been so I can be who I am and that definitely start it actually started before the pandemic oh okay it started in but right before the pandemic it Mm -hmm. started in 2019 actually I was feeling very um not empty but feeling like okay i'm not utilizing all parts of me how yeah. can i how can i serve on a deeper level because now i love spirituality i love self development i love all these things and i've grown so much so what else can i have what else do i have to offer and i felt very tied down to my work here in los angeles like i had to be in los angeles i had to be where all the celebrities are because that's who i cook for and i just didn't want to be at the beck and call of being in a city, I wanted. I'm such a wanderlust. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a five-one projector. If you know Human Design, but no, I, what is that? tell <laughs> that's us that's a that whole is. other podcast. Oh my god, like,
0: episode. <laughs> oh my god, wait, five-one projector,
1: projector, projector. Yes. <laughs> so Human Design is kind of like astrology and science had a baby, and <sighs> it combine and like your natal chart, it, everything combined. It is a zing because I can look at astrology and all those things and it's like okay yeah but I could also resonate with this sign too and yeah. so it can be a little wishy-washy but human design is so fucking specific can I swear on this oh, you guys, okay. I've already said it a bunch okay. of times you are um, <laughs> but human design is like way specific and there are over like a million different makeups as far as it, if you just pull your chart, you'll be like, what in the fuck, what does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever are interested, there are a bunch of people that you can reach, reach out to that will do a, a in-depth reading for you. Okay. It has helped me so much. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So you find it's like more in line than just your astrological chart. Absolutely. It tells you like how you can work sufficiently for like some people love to create and are constantly creating. And some people love to just absorb information and work at their own pace. And it's a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm just not motivated, but it could be so much deeper than that. Okay, well, why aren't you motivated? And seeing your human design chart can actually help you. It can set you up for success to be the most productive, the most inspiring the most just like in your purpose Mm -hmm. because you actually understand yourself on a deeper level like i promise you pull your human design chart and read into read in depth about it and you'll be like, you'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is, this all makes sense. I mean,
0: <laughs> I would have appreciated that in high school, like a course in that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Not also weird. <laughs> long division that I've never used.
1: Never. That's why I have a calculator. I know. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Human design. Guys, yeah. Write it down. Human design. Um. That's crazy. So, Going back to my story, I just felt like it was in t- 2019. I was actually in Italy. <laughs> Come on, Grinch. Quando in Italia. When in Italy. Um, oh, I man. was laying on the rocks, literally, in Positano. And in Europe, it's you can pretty much go topless. And I was literally laying on the rocks, topless, living my best life. And just... I just broke out into tears and I'm like, there's something more for me. Like Mm -hmm. I am made for more. There's something else I need to be doing. Yeah. And, um, so as soon as I got home from that trip, I started just brainstorming. I started journaling about my strengths and my weaknesses, my passions, everything that I love to do. And it all came back to being like an online life coach. Like this is how I can serve women all over the world from anywhere in the world. Mm. And so when the pandemic happened, it was kind of obviously very scary because I went from I was I had signed up for school to get certified for I, I got certified in so many things. Literally life coaching, <laughs> holistic nutrition, um, a holistic health coach, like a health coach practitioner. That's, that was my actual title, but it all happened during the pandemic. And what would have taken me a year of school took me like four months because I had nothing else to do. I went from having seven full-time clients to having zero clients, nothing, nothing. And it was terrifying, but I'm like, I always, I'm such a believer in life happens for you, not to you. Mm. And when you can look at it that way, when you can flip life upside down and look at it from a broader spectrum of, there's meaning behind this. And I really took that to heart. Like there's meaning behind this. This is an opportunity for me to build my coaching business. This is an opportunity for me to dive deeper into my soul and the purpose of who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's really when it began was the I be- finished school four months and then, uh, and then I just started building my business. I started taking on clients for free just to get the practice. So do and- you
0: recommend that like to any of the paisans that are listening that maybe want to start their own
1: like coaching or anything like that? Absolutely. I mean, just Start think- doing it. Just start doing it. Done is better than perfect. Like you're always I have this um, affirmation that I love that I used a lot when I was first starting my business and it was, I need to drop into it. Hold on. Let me think about it. Hmm. I attract the clients that need me right where I am at because it's really easy to compare yourself. And this is for coaches. This is for anybody in general. Whatever career path you're choosing, know that wherever you're at is exactly where you need to be because there is somebody that will meet you on that level of where you are. Mm -hmm. So there's never, there's never a time where you need to be more. Okay. Just be you now because right now is when people need you.
0: My gosh guys, there's so (laughs) many sound bites you're giving us. This is amazing. I like want to cry right now. Like happy tears. Mm. It's funny because I was actually listening to Aaron and Sarah Foster's podcast yesterday and their guest was Molly Shannon. Mm. And Molly Mm. talked about like being a waitress in LA like for years and nothing like coming through, and literally casting directors were like, Girl, you need a win. (laughs) Like it was like that, which I had no idea about. And one of the takeaways was like she always kind of tried to act like she already had the things
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I kind of like, that was like hard for me to actually like digest. Cause I'm like, wait, so am I just supposed to be walking around? Like I'm already like Rachel on friends. Like I already have this sitcom? Like how does that kind of align with like you are where you're supposed to be? Because she also talked about once she stopped white knuckling everything and being like authentic with it, where like you kind of have to hit your breaking point and just be like, fuck it. I, I don't care anymore. And that's when all the stuff came to her.
1: Yeah. Um, does that make sense? Oh, a thousand percent <laughs> speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. um, it's all about when you talk about walking around as though you're already Rachel and with from friends. Mm-hmm. It is that it is being in the energy of what you want, because when you are. It's not. Yeah, you're walking around pretending that you're this person you already have it because you're matching yourself with the vibration of already having it. Yeah. And it's like tuning into a radio station. You have to turn to the frequency to get to that radio station. It's the same thing vibrationally, but we as human beings, we have created this like concept of everything needs a, uh, a lesson on how to do it. Like, you can't have a lesson on how to be a certain energy. You just tune into that frequency energetically. like, And it can look, and this is what we call the law of attraction or manifestation. It's tuning into that frequency. frequency. It's being in the energy of that which you want to call in. Mm-hmm. Because that is what's powerful. That is what attracts you to the casting directors. Is being fully in the energy of like, I fucking already got this. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you, oh yeah, you do. (laughs) Like
0: I'm your person.
1: Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. And you really have to
0: believe it. Yes. And I think that's all the work that you are doing now Mm -hmm. with all of your clients. That's how you get to that point. Or it's just like years of living and like finally coming to terms with who you are yes did I get it right yeah exactly (laughs) it's funny because I feel like and guys I mean I am no spring chicken like I I'm hitting uh, I'm getting closer to 40 than 30 and that's terrifying but it's not (laughs) no because of things like Botox and eating well and it's okay water sunshine yeah and being happy I mean even when I was having my meltdown I was like I don't look good and he was like well my husband had Bless him. He was like, Well, we'll get you things. And I was like, No, I only let go and I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so true.
1: Yeah. (laughs) If you're good on the inside, it just like shines through. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like that energy, that frequency, being that thing that you desire. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. It's so true. And you can't fake it.
1: No. You just got to do the work.
0: And that's the hardest part. Yes. Um, You were doing a lot of work. Speaking of work and eating, you
1: had a little ayahuasca experience that's now turning
0: into a whole
1: retreat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If you guys don't know what ayahuasca is, um, don't Google it. <laughs> no, it's, terrible.
0: it's like WebMD. Don't do uh, it. Yeah. Go ayahuas- to the doctor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, don't go to the doctor. No, okay. will be like, uh-uh, we'll give you a pill. <laughs> I'm like, do not take the pill. No. The red pill or the blue pill. <laughs> oh my God. That was a reference to the Matrix. That is so funny you. because that... I'm
0: auditioning for something and there's a line about the red pill or the blue pill and I literally was like, "Ooh, that's a
1: sign." Yeah, that's got to call back. a sign. Put that's a energy. synchronicity. Thank,
0: oh, you, universe. Thank, you, thank you
1: Okay, sorry, <laughs> keep
0: going.
1: Uh yeah, so ayahuasca um it was an incredible journey. Like I it was funny because nothing about me saying yes made sense. Like I all my fear came up when I got the opportunity, but I actually had a calling to sit with ayahuasca back in the end of August of last year of 2021. Which and is right before
0: you got married.
1: Right before. Oh, we left on. So I went to this sound bath on, it was like, yeah, it was August 30th. And then on September 1st is when we left. No, sorry. August 31st, we left the day after, um, for Italy 'Cause I yes, got married in Italy. Yeah,
0: she did. <laughs> All the goals. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, Courtney Kar- Kardashian just copied you.
1: She one hundred percent copied me. She got married at the Santa Barbara courthouse first. That's exactly what I did. And then the bitch goes to <laughs> She went to Italy Portofino. To get, she did go to Portofino. She did Portofino. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. She definitely copied um, me. Yeah, but you got to
0: go to Capri too. And oh, everyone's yeah. just like Capri. Yes, it, that's it. It's so beautiful. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Sorry. yeah. So I, I got the calling. Um, I heard in my sound bath, like how I had just, I heard this like elderly woman come to me. Cause I had asked the question, like my intention was, how can I go deeper? What, what's next for me? Mm-hmm. And, or what's next for me? And then I heard this like elderly woman tune in energetically and be like, it's time to go deeper. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean by that? Yeah. She's like into your healing, into your self-development. I'm like, that's all I do. (laughs) You're like, yeah. And I just felt like this, I was like, okay, maybe this is a guide. Like maybe this is one of my ancestors or whatever. And then I kid you not the next day, I see like ayahuasca popping up everywhere. Like it was just so in my prefrontal cortex. Like it was Everywhere, really, and I just kept seeing it everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna like start researching more about ayahuasca. I've I've had friends sit with ayahuasca, and I noticed a major change in their life. But I never really because I wasn't intrigued by it. I never really asked them the questions. Mm-hmm. You also don't know what to ask. So um, I started researching it, and then I learned that ayahuasca presents herself in a elderly woman <gasps> spirit. And I, when I read that, I was like, holy fucking shit, that was her. She's calling me. Like, I got the calling. This is my calling. I need to do it. So, anyway, obviously, like, the timing was off. I was, I spent a month in Italy, got back, and was like, not in a headspace to go sit with ayahuasca. Really? Yeah, I just. I was a little depressed. I I don't know if this happened for you, but I definitely got wedding blues. Um, I'm like just getting
0: out of it. And we just got our photos back six months later. Yeah. So like I'm reliving the wedding and now I'm like sad again. It's a real thing. I was like questioning everything in my life. Oh, me too. After the wedding. And you're like Mm. so happy you're with your person. You just had this great experience, but it's just, fuck, it's such a letdown. Yeah. Yeah. So, I and you spent a month in Italy, so well, that must've been tough to come back here.
1: Yeah. It was, it was really hard to be honest. Like it was, it felt really depressing. Um, but I realized too, and this is going off on a small tangent, which Please I'll make quick, do. but, I, uh, yeah. I was just thinking, you know, like you spend, we spent, I mean, we were supposed to get married in 2020. And obviously, we couldn't go to Italy, but I didn't settle for my man, and I wasn't about to settle for my wedding. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck that. We are pushing our wedding to 2021. It's fine. Which we did, and I'm so grateful for. Mm. So you spend all this time planning for this one special day, and it is, as you know, like so magic. Yeah. So magical. But, and then it's over Mm. in one day, which leads me to... What I was going to say is we're so focused on getting to the destination. We're so focused on having that thing Mm. that we're not present in the journey. We're not present in the moment in, I call it the juice of life or the honey of life, which is the journey because the destination, once you get to the destination, then what? Then you come home from Italy and you're fucking depressed. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, like. Which
0: is funny because we played Journey, Don't Stop Believing, after when we did our bows at the
1: ceremony. <laughs> we literally were like,
0: we're married. And then it was like the, the string version. It was yeah. classy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was great, guys. It was very
0: Jersey. Yeah. Sorry. I, love I
1: digress. That. Keep going. Um, yeah. So that was my little tangent about that. Enjoy the journey because once you get to the destination, you're going to want more, you're going to want something else. Yeah. But um, yeah, so coming home from Italy. I was just not in a space like I was just depressed and but I still was feeling the calling for ayahuasca and I just had kind of put it on the back burner because I also believe so much in things will happen when they're meant to happen Mm -hmm. and then I got the most beautiful opportunity to sit with ayahuasca in the jungles of Tulum and (laughs) what in a cave in a cenote if you guys have ever been to uh Tulum, not like the party Tulum, but like deep into the jungles of Tulum is stunning. It's all Mayan culture. It's really beautiful. Mm. And they have these beautiful things called cenotes, which are like natural sinkholes. And there's like stalactites and stalagmites, which are those things that like, hey. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh uh, so there was water and stalactites and stalagmites. And it was just couldn't be better. It couldn't have been a better experience. It was really blissful for me, but not the whole time. Like it was really fucking hard. Ayahuasca showed me that she showed me my my courage. She showed me self love. She showed me what it felt like to be embodied. She showed me fully what it felt like to trust fully in my voice. Because that's something that I that was one of my shadows was trusting in myself and my voice. And Same. yeah. Yeah, I think that so many of us struggle in that because as kids, like we grow up trusting fully in our parents that when we get older, it sometimes manifests in us trying, make it it being hard to make a choice, make a decision, trust ourselves, speak up for ourselves because we're so used to our parents doing it. And if you have, like my mom, love her to death, but she was very much like, I'm going to make your choices for you. Mm -hmm. So... Ayahuasca showed me exactly that. Like I saw myself as a newborn baby and then my mom was holding me and my voice at one point as she's holding me, I watched my voice and this is going to sound so crazy, but I energetically knew that my voice grew, like I heard it grow up and then it stopped at like 16, like my voice just turned off Mm -hmm. and then fast forward all of this stuff happened on my journey with ayahuasca over the course of 10 hours. Because um, you're conscious enough, you can get up and walk around. So,
0: like, Tommy's done ayahuasca. He's done all of that stuff. He's very into that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like from him, he, like the throwing up, the like shitting yourself, like all of <laughs> like hearing all these stories, I don't <clears throat> think he did it. I know, but he definitely told me he was like, you shouldn't do it. Like, Mm. and your brain, he was like, I feel like it would just unleash all this stuff. And so you're making it seem like so much more, I don't know, accessible and like something I actually want to do.
1: Yeah. So I think that everybody has a different story. And for me, um, I do believe that because I do so much work on myself, Mm -hmm. the messages came through much more quickly and also, um, Because I've looked at my shadows and because I've really like tapped into those versions of myself, Mm. it wasn't dark and scary for me. It was fucking hard. Okay. But I'm like, I've been through hard shit. Okay. You know, like I have been through really hard things in my life. Uh I can get through this. And I also think that if you go into an ayahuasca ceremony – And have this, like if, first off, if you don't set an intention, you're going to get lost on the journey and that's when it can be scary. That's when you can, yeah, get lost, be frightful, um, mostly be in like this dark space, Uh but it's always trying to teach you a lesson. Even if it's a dark experience, there's always a lesson.
0: Something's going to come out of it.
1: Yeah, always. And even if you ask anybody who's had the worst ayahuasca experience, what lessons did you get? They are like transformed by the lessons that they learned. Really. So for me, I think it was just easier because I've done so much work on myself. I had mm. a very clear intention and the shaman was so tender, loving, gentle in the guiding process mm. and always told us. So he only speaks Portuguese, but we had um, two other facilitators. So they would translate and they would say, Whenever the shaman was speaking, he always reminded us to go back to our heart, Oh, go okay. back to our heart, go back to our intention, because that's where the light is. Oh my God. And I'm telling you, that was like one of the greatest things that I, re- cause you're conscious, like I said, you're conscious enough to understand that, that like you're conscious enough to, to remember that. Mm-hmm. So when you are in that space, when it is really hard or dark for some people, when you can remember to go back to your light, go back to your heart, that's when the lessons come. That's when like, you're like,
0: that's what we should do in real life too. God. Whenever we get lost. If,
1: yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, go back to like home base. <laughs> Home base. You know? It's really not that hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard. But we forget. It's simple. Yeah. But it's doesn't mean it's easy. So
0: where can people come eat ayahuasca with you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> drink ayahuasca. Drink it. See? Wow. Yeah, I don't know. You drink it? Yeah. So <gasps> it comes from the Amazon.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and it's from a tree. It's um, the brew of the vines of the tree mixed with the leaves and then it's just okay. stewed down and like condensed into this really thick liquid. Okay. Um it doesn't taste good. <laughs> I was just like, what
0: does it taste like? Ugh. Really? <laughs> does it, does it make you it? throw up just like tasting
1: it? Well, I've heard so many people... I think it depends on too where you do it because sometimes the shaman or facilitators You'll just drink it and, like, you can flush it down with some water if you want. But um, luckily enough, my facilitator had cut up, like, grapes and apples. Even though you fast before you drink it, you still have, like, a couple grapes and apples to, like, chase it down with. And it kind of, like, immediately coats the taste. So, um, Ooh. yeah. What was the question? It sounds worth it though. Where
0: do you have a retreat? coming? Oh, up? yes. Where can everyone okay. find this? Cause you can go to Alyssa's like mm-hmm. website, Instagram, and you could see pictures of her like going through all of this yeah. and all the information is there, but tell us about what you have coming up. I'm so excited for you. Yes. Now I want to do you. it.
1: Thank you. I have a, an incredibly special retreat for women only, um called soul medicine because ayahuasca is medicine for your soul truly wow. it showed me who i was so that i can be who i am fully mm. and my my retreat is all about the integration. So it's going to be in the beautiful land of Brazil in this tropical paradise in Brazil. It's like the Tulum of Brazil, if you will. Oh my God. Um, but it's going to be six days. So two days of ayahuasca and then the remaining days will be all about integration okay. through coaching by me, um, breathwork, meditation, journaling, a group of sisterhood to really like, anchor in the lessons that you learned mm-hmm. through the, through your journey. And most of the time, like these ayahuasca retreats don't have that aspect of the integration. You just drink the ayahuasca and it's like, okay, go, you can, you know, go on your journey, go on your way, yeah. live, live life, which is why a lot of people like just go back to living their normal lives because they don't have the tools to integrate. They're like, it was a good story. Yeah. Like, it was, it and it story. was amazing. I learned these things about myself, but, but they're not if, changed yeah, they're not changed because they didn't integrate. So that's my whole intention for this retreat is to just provide these women with the tools to integrate. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is so cool. Um, when is the retreat? August 22nd through the 28th. Oh my gosh. I, I, only, have on <laughs> I, only, I only have four spots. Left. Uh, yeah. Like how many people are going to be on the retreat? Nine total. Nine total. Yep. Okay. And I have the same shaman that I used for my retreat just because the space was so safe and beautiful. Um, and one of the same facilitators and then a new facilitator. Okay. So Two of the same people from my previous experience. Oh, my gosh, guys. She's, like, (laughs) lighting up talking about it. I'm so excited. So four spots. You better get on it.
0: Um, But I feel like hearing you talk about all this and, like, seeing your, like, child yourself and at 16 the voice stopping, like, how did you get to this point where you became so, like, awakened to everything? Like, was there a rock bottom moment? Because, I mean, you literally, to me when I met you was like picture of perfection. Like I had no idea, like you ever had like inner voices or like any of that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know like how you kind of like got to this point.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and I know we're I going that... off track with where should we eat? We'll get to the good we'll stuff. Get Don't to worry. The food. We will.
1: <laughs> I promise. Um, yeah. I mean, this is food of life. There it is right there. (laughs) She's good. She really coaching me through it. Um, yeah, you know, I think we all have stories, Mm -hmm. but it's about what we're even willing to see for ourselves. And I think for a really long time, I wasn't fully embodied in all of who I am because I wasn't willing to see the things that I needed to see about myself. Um, Talking about my voice stopping when I was 16, I mean, that all is something that I've deeply worked on even throughout my adult life. Mm -hmm. So I worked with a life coach, um, for a long time. And then I really like when I, everything made sense in my ayahuasca journey, Mm -hmm. um, it all came full circle. Like I saw my mom at the end. Um, there was a whole exchange of literally my mom had a dream about, she had no idea where I was. She knew I was drinking ayahuasca in the jungle oh and knew nothing else, but I had texted her and was just like, Hey mom, like the next day I'm okay. I'll get back to your, I will get to your question. Oh I know God, you're fine. No. On a tangent. this is better. <laughs> but there's a, there's a, there, it'll all come good. full circle. But, um, I was just like, I'll, I'll call you when I'm free. But when, then she texted me back and she was like, I had this dream that, You were in this cave and you were like all the way at the back of the cave. And I walked over to you again. She had no clue that I was in a cave. Um, I walked over to you and you were curled in fetal position. And when I went to comfort you, you started throwing up dried rose petals and the craziest part about this was the facilitator handed out a rose to each one of us, um, in the beginning and the rose rose became a part of my journey, like my ayahuasca journey. Like every petal represented courage, self-trust, self-love, embodying who I am. But the stem was my voice. And so when my mom texted me that and was like, I started throwing up dried rose petals, I was like, holy fucking shit. What? So, um... That was really, which is pretty recent, that was in February, I really felt like for the first time, this is me. Yeah. Like this is all of me and I'm going to, and I'm not afraid to show it. I'm not afraid to bring it. I'm not afraid to see it. Oh my gosh, Alyssa. Yeah. But I think that going back to your question, we all have these stories that we that we hold internally that we don't want people to see. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's why uh, I do stand up because I have to be honest. (laughs)
0: Yes. There's a lot that I honestly have been holding back and I feel like I've hit like a roadblock with my stand up because Mm -hmm. there's trauma and enough time has like gone by. So it's like funny to me now, but it's also like hard because I don't want to hurt. Like I might, I come from like, you know, a great family. Like I don't like, I have a great husband. Like there's people that I'm like, I don't want them to see that part of me. But like, mm. I feel like that will help if I could have one person in the audience relate to like one trauma that I've been to and make their day better and make them be able to laugh at it. Then like I did my job. So Absolutely. I need to like, thank you for saying that. Because yeah, you're welcome. There's definitely stuff I'm still like hiding that I think needs to get the
1: fuck out. Yeah. Well, you can hire me. Mm. (laughs) There we go, girl. For sure. Yeah. So I don't think that we necessarily need – sometimes it takes a rock bottom moment. And Mm. I did experience some hard things in my life at a very young age, like when I was in my teens. Okay. I was um, 19 and I had two – one was my first love that passed away and the other was my best friend passed away both in car accidents really tragic oh my god and that i think that was no thank you it was so long ago but it was really like a lesson for me to like live life fully Mm. and now i feel like wow this is you know i started to take the steps at such a young age and now here i am closer to 40 than my 30s (laughs) well i'm going to be 35 at the end of the year (laughs) She looks 20.
0: It's like very
1: annoying. I feel
0: like you look younger now than like when I met you and she was smoking hot when I met her. Um, not to be like crude, but like a compliment. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. No, you're just a beautiful creature. And I also, I know you like are all about helping women, but I don't want to count the men out because I feel like it's so beneficial for them to hear stuff like this, to help the women in their lives and to help themselves. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just about the girls, but it is about the girls. We <laughs> <laughs> our girls, girls. You know what girls love to do? We love to freaking eat.
1: Yes, we yes. do. <laughs> um, I have so many questions for you,
0: especially because summer is here, guys. It's Memorial Day weekend. Like, things are happening. And I know for me, I get so in my feelings about being on vacation and not working out every day and, like, eating all the things. And so I wanted to know if you had any, like – Tricks or tips or anything you can recommend for all of us that are going to be in bikinis on beaches, eating, living our best lives because you should do that. Yeah. There's a reason why you go on vacation mm-hmm. to do those
1: things, absolutely. And I feel like you're, yeah. So. so, do you have any insight on that? Yeah. Um, I mean, God, I also have been through the ringer as far as like, uh, Body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. all the things, which I think that we always, in a sense, are especially women and men, men too, mm-hmm. we look at ourselves in the mirror and we always think that we're not enough or we need to be skinnier, or t- more toned or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really, in my adult life, I've found that I just want to feel good. So what's going to make me feel good? Like, is it instant gratification or is it like long-term going to make me feel good? Like, am I going to eat this whole avocado or am I going to eat a donut? The donut's going to feel really good instantly, but right after that, I'm going to feel like shit. I don't feel, you know. So what has worked for me in just being healthy, being mindful, Mm -hmm. intuitively eating is I just eat really clean. Like, Monday through Friday, I eat super clean. Okay. Minimal alcohol. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends, I kind of just eat whatever I want. But I eat from a place of like still feeling like what would my highest self do? You know?
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Yeah. 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 Like oh, what would my highest do?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like I went to... Eats con it's five E's and it was like a big food convention this weekend, and like we started like going hard like so many like amazing vendors were there and it was actually nice to pace myself you know and be like you don't have to finish the burger the chicken parm sandwich the piece of pizza like you can just take little bites of everything and I felt fine when I left I didn't feel like overwhelmed or bad about myself. Like, and I made sure, you know, I worked out that morning and just like, I felt good, which is not like me guys. I'm usually like a go big or go home person (laughs) where it's like all or nothing. And that's definitely something in my older years that I've had to like totally come to terms with, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds to me like you were just eating intuitively like you yeah. you didn't stuff yourself you ate you had little bites here and there mm-hmm. which i mean that's like the italian way oh, god <laughs> think yeah. about it they eat pasta cheese bread they don't deprive themselves of anything no but they're not but they don't because they're not depriving themselves of anything they're not eating everything yeah exactly when they do get to eat it it's like... It's like little kids in sugar. Yep.
0: Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or yeah. like teenagers sneaking alcohol. Like, maybe you should just be like, have the glass of wine. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like it happens. Yeah. Yeah, no. I think once you just give yourself like little things, it's it's better. So, Alyssa, where should we eat? Ah!
1: <laughs> where? Where? <laughs> Um, okay, obviously, I'm obsessed with Italian food. Italian <laughs> anything, except for my husband is not Italian. Mm. Um, I love L'Antica da Michele, which is, yes. I
0: love that you said it right. I, I've been saying it wrong. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm
1: like, da Michele? <laughs> Michele. Michele. Lentica da Michele. Oh, so yeah, good. it's my favorite place to eat in LA, period. Yeah. Like over anything. Oh my uh, yeah. Their pizza, their pasta, their dessert, their drinks, wine, the, the solos, the, the ambiance, everything about it is my favorite outdoor patio. Actually, it's yes. so funny. We talked about this last week on the podcast.
0: Um, Luciana Gatica, who just did, um, like more of a yoga wellness retreat in Ibiza. You guys should like partner up. She's going to be on the podcast, but she was in Naples. She like went to, Naples and did the Positano Capri trip right after and she was posting pictures of from the real La Antica I went there and
1: they're so authentic here like it looked identical yeah, well, it's because so I'm I'm obviously friends with the owner now. Oh my god, I love <laughs> I've been there so many times. Um, he's like, um,
0: so we're going with you. That's yeah. it. We're going to oh, do a absolutely. live podcast from there with Alyssa
1: and the Absolutely, owner. let's go to the real one in Naples. Love I it. mean, let's Done. fucking go. Fuck yes. <laughs> oh my god. Ah. Yeah, but the real one in Italy is it's crazy because L.A. is hilarious. You know, L.A. New York america in general when it comes to italian food like they the price is like quadruple of what it is in italy like when we oh. ate at the lentica Michele in, in naples our bill we got two pizzas and like probably like six or seven beers yeah <laughs> as one does our bill was like 28 euro <laughs> one pizza here That'd is be like $150. $25. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. But it's yeah, exactly. So it's the same recipe. So the owner, he actually bought the 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 recipe rights basically. Mm-hmm. The name, the recipes, everything like that. So that's why it's exactly the same. Got it. Okay. And so, it tastes exactly the same. So- actually, the one in
0: Naples, I will say. It's better. it's better but still it's like so phenomenal here i have to go now you're the second person who's mentioned it this week okay. oh my gosh that's where we need to go yeah we need to we're going right. let's go. please that'd be so fun. we'll do a paisans meetup <laughs> let's do where it. should we eat friends yes oh my gosh i will let you guys know when we go it'll be great oh that's amazing so i want to know okay That's your favorite place to eat, but we need to know, do you have like a favorite dish or a food flex that you make? Because you're a private chef. So like, what's your, I'm Alyssa and this is my food flex. And (laughs) how do we do it?
1: So I, oh my God, I feel like a broken record, (laughs) but Italian. I'm so fucking good at making Italian food and I really love the spontaneity
0: Mm.
1: of italian food i love working with minimal ingredients so i i think i would be really good on one of those cooking shows where they're just like they give you the ingredients and you have to like come up with something on the fly oh my gosh Well, you need to be on one of (laughs) those. you need to campaign for this oh maybe maybe but um but if i were to just like nail down a staple my bolognese is (gasps) Oh my god, divine! That's crazy. Okay, so I talked about this too.
0: (laughs) I I like a bolognese. I love a meat sauce. So Mm. I need to have yours, yeah, because I normally am like, oh, celery, carrot, onion. I don't. I just want like the meat and the sauce and whatever. So please tell us about your bolognese.
1: Yeah, well, you can put more meat in the sauce. You're right. You're right. Um, well, my bolognese is. I do all the things, the celery, carrot, onion, Mm -hmm. cook it in red wine, like deglaze the pan. I do add a little butter. Yes. Um, And I just cook the – and then I brown the meat, Mm -hmm. take the meat out, and then I add the San Marzano tomatoes, and I cook it for three to four hours. Okay. Yep.
0: Three to four hours. That's the hot
1: tip right there. And if you ever need more sauce, Mm -hmm. by the way – Never, ever, I might be giving away one of the questions, but the pasta water, do not drain the fucking pasta water for the love of God, (laughs) for the love of God, quit draining your pasta water. If you want to add, if you want to, because a bolognese can get really thick as it's cooking for three to four hours, you want to use some of that yummy, starchy, salty pasta Mm -hmm. water, In the sauce, that is a secret ingredient for any Italian dish that you're trying to make. Any pasta dish that you want to make, you can thin out the sauce or make more sauce with the starchy water. Because the starch, a lot of people think that there's cream in Italian food. Most, maybe if you go to like Northern Italy, yes, because they're close to France. Yeah. But the South of Italy, no, like a a lemon pasta will never have cream in it. It is just... Or cacio e pepe. Yeah. Cacio e pepe nope definitely
0: no cream i've definitely accidentally knocked over my pasta water and ruined my cacio e pepe (laughs) i'm like well now it's just pasta with just pecorino
1: romano and pepper (laughs) which is also not that which is terrible
0: (laughs) use locatelli um uh, but yeah that yeah it's very frustrating to knock over your pasta
1: water by acid (laughs) yeah no that's the
0: Tra- yeah, yeah I don't tendency. recommend doing that
1: at <laughs> all um
0: I want to know have you because I feel like you just I could just see you like gliding into every restaurant effortlessly just like having Aperol spritzes and just being like <laughs> <"Fotusamente> <laughs> Perfecto, which is fucking perfect in Italy and did you have any like embarrassing moments because like you were in Italy for a month or like do you have any like embarrassing or like funny stories from restaurants not it doesn't have to be Italy just like any You're like, no, Jacqueline, again. From restaurants, funny stories. I know, it's a weird one. I had people talked about falling. I've talked about shitting my pants accidentally. (laughs) No. Like, yeah. I had another, oh my God, I had a real bad one. Recently. you shit your pants in a restaurant on the way or, no <laughs> <laughs> oh god! sorry guys that's so gross um Food uh, and shit. No, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were in new orleans and it was like our first valentine's day like trip in new orleans and there's domenico's is a great restaurant italian restaurant i love the lasagna there and it was one of those firsts in the relationship that we like laugh about now and it definitely brought us closer but in the moment it was terrifying for me um we like go back to the hotel because we we're gonna change to like go to bourbon street and all of a sudden my stomach was like no you're not jacqueline no and like it was the first time we were staying in a hotel room together and like for <laughs> some reason like he tommy was just like milling around not leaving and i was like you know what like i just want to like freshen up like you can go downstairs like and we for <laughs> me and i'm just like oh my god i don't have matches like it's it's awful and he would not leave the fucking room and i finally went you have to go and like i <laughs> i pushed him out and now we talk about the time i shit my pants on Valentine's Day.
1: Oh yeah. no you me. it's fine
0: it's okay we made it Oh, he still put a ring on it. It's okay. He
1: still put a ring. And yeah. you walked on the aisle. You are golden. Right. It happened. It happened.
0: Yeah. So oh, my gosh. So I do know if you had any stories like that. Or any, like, favorite memories from a restaurant. Like-
1: oh, well, I could go down memory lane yeah, with do restaurants. It. But I also, I mean, I kind of have a story similar to yours. It wasn't a particular restaurant story, but it is a food poisoning story. Perfect. And <laughs> dish it out, girl. It was also my first trip with who is now my husband? It was our first trip. We had been dating for six months. Yes, and we went to Tulum, actually. Oh, God. New and, Orleans, Tulum. <laughs> we ate, we got ceviche for dinner. And, oh God. Which now I know in Mexico, you, you eat ceviche for either breakfast or lunch, not dinner, because if you think about it, they caught the fish early in the day and it's been sitting all day long. Hot tip. So, so you want it in the morning or the afternoon. Well, we ate it for dinner. And on top of that, I ordered a ghost pepper margarita. Who the fuck do I think I am? Girl! <laughs> I, wa- I, I was mortified. Okay, so yeah, this is a great story. I was embarrassed. I was like, oh yeah, the hotter the better. Yeah, like, <laughs> I can handle it. Because I'm like the girl who goes to a Thai food restaurant and they're like, how spicy. And I say, Thai spicy. And they're oh, like, wow. are you sure? I'm like, yeah. Oh, no. I know myself. Okay. Oh no. I'm that person. So I go to the restaurant Gitano, if any or Gitano. I don't know how you say it, but anywhere. It's, okay. Anyway, it's a place in Tulum. Okay. So I ordered a ghost pepper margarita, but prior to that, I had ceviche. So I ordered the ghost pepper margarita. It was awful. I was in. I was like shivering. I was sweating. I was like crying. I'm like, I am literally gonna die. Oh my god. Um, my he was my boyfriend at the time. Was like, oh, well, do you want to go? I'm like, no, I just, I just need to like cool off for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I flush it down with another margarita, and it was all good. you <laughs> But then, but later that night, I'm tossing and turning, and I'm, my stomach was like, you know, oh, you know no. the thing. Yeah. And I'm like, how is he? We ate the same thing. Was it the ghost pepper margarita? And then I got up to go to the bathroom, and I won't—I will spare you the details. But oh my, my now husband also got up, and he's like, "The ceviche," oh, and I'm like, no. "Yeah," <laughs> and we're <laughs> trying to. Sh- like literally taking turns in the bathroom. It was like bridesmaids. You guys are just literally and like throwing brides- up on each oh. other. <laughs> okay. I am not kidding you. Actually, I started throwing up in the toilet and he's like, I can't. I do, And I'm like, okay, come in. Oh and he's God. throwing up in the sink. I'm throwing <gasps> up in the toilet. It was awful. Oh my God. Awful. <laughs> <gasps> wow. Yeah. And
0: now you're married. Now we're married. He still loves me. I still love him. I think the moral of the story is: go on a trip six months in, and if you don't shit yourself or throw (laughs) off on each other, he's not the one. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's it. it. Oh my god! So good. I do love a food poisoning like right before Halloween. If you want to wear like a hot outfit, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, and my like. 20s and we oh, running around. Oh my now, God. Not so much. Now yeah. I'm like, throw a onesie on me. Oh, I want to be cozy. Pajama um, party. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's a good I think that's the best one we've had so far. Ooh. Yeah. Great. Wow. Um, okay. We're almost done because, uh, guys, she is a boss bitch and she's busy and she has clients. Um, <laughs> and I have to go get Botox. So um, I want to know. Who, if you could have like your dream dinner guests, like dead, alive, famous people, you know, people you don't know, cartoons, whatever, who would be sitting at your table, Alyssa? Mm.
1: Well, this is the first one. The media thought that comes to me is Anthony Bourdain. Mm.
0: Rest in peace. Rest in peace. That's um, a good one.
1: Yeah. He'd be my number one. Wow. Number one dinner guest. Yeah. Absolutely. Number one travel where would,
0: where would you guys have dinner? Like, where do you think you would do it?
1: Oh, usually I am like I take the reins on where I want to eat. Yes. I would fully just let him surprise me. Oh. Like, take me wherever you want to take me. Oh my god! I'll you're go. Right? Yeah. Wow. Like anywhere in the world, let's go. I will follow you there. I am game. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Like, maybe, maybe on your next ayahuasca trip, he'll come to you.
1: Oh, I would freaking Let's die. Let's put that intention on it. <laughs> yes! In August, you are going August. on an ayahuasca
0: trip with Anthony Borden. Yes. <gasps> My lord, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Um... Mm-hmm. And Alyssa, I want to like have you back. I feel like there's like so much more I want to talk to you about. But here at um, Where Should We Eat, tips are appreciated. Um, We like (laughs) to trust the tip. So I know you dropped the pasta water tip. Do you have any other? It could be a life tip. It could be a life hack. It could be a food tip. Anything you want to just dish out to the paisans before we say ciao.
1: Yeah, a couple things. I'll start with food. Great. The food is... Whatever recipe you're following, like double the garlic <laughs> and double the spices. Like whatever the recipe calls for, always add more garlic and more, or more onion, or double the spices. Like, Isn't do not garlic be also
0: really good for you? So good for you. Like, aren't we supposed to be like eating cloves of garlic? Yes.
1: <laughs> so that's my food tip. Um, my life tip would be, yeah, to just really trust yourself. If you're second guessing something in your life, that's your ego trying to keep you small, trying to keep you safe, trying to keep you from failing Mm -hmm. and to just really be all that you are by trusting in your voice. I have chills. <laughs>
0: wow. That was great. I mean, seriously, guys, do you do like Zoom or like if people aren't here in Los Angeles, can they work with you?
1: Absolutely. I have clients all over the world. Okay. So um, I do have three openings right now. Perfect. <laughs> great. Um, Pick- yeah. I, I do Zoom sessions. We dig real deep. So mm-hmm. you don't have to be broken. You don't have to be whatever it is. Yeah. It can be somebody... As beautiful and as amazing as you, and where you're at in your life, who Me? maybe just needs yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: like, no, I'm just, talking to was, you? <laughs> the person behind you,
1: <laughs> Anthony <Borby. laughs> Oh, oh he, God, he sorry, I'm sorry. Um, that got dark.
0: Thank <laughs> <laughs> you.
1: No, but I mean, just like if you want to up level your life, like yeah. a life coach is amazing. Therapy is great. Um, a life coach really digs in quickly. And doesn't focus, of course, we get into your past. But we really use your past to, like, catapult you forward. My God.
0: Um, Can I also tell you guys something cool that's happened while Alyssa is um, sitting here? And this doesn't mean I booked it, but something I auditioned for, a different audition. She literally texted while my manager texted while Alyssa was sitting here. And I never normally look at my phone, but it just kept going off. And um, they the casting people reached out to confirm me for certain dates for like a cool thing. So I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't think (laughs) I've booked, but it says, can we please reconfirm her availability? Which is pretty cool. Um, so I really like go with that. You Let's literally like, <laughs> I mean, manifested some greatness because that alone yes. is a win. If you are an actor and you like get like any sort of response after you've already sent in the audition, I'm already happy. Yeah. Um. So I have to let you know. I am sorry. I looked at my phone for a second. <laughs> I just wrote like oh, yes with like exclamation marks, and then we just kept going. But like literally, oh guys, God, you should have interrupted me. No, so you can celebrate. No, <laughs> because like you're so good. I I was. Mean, I loved everything you were saying but i'm just saying guys literally we just witnessed manifestation happen while she was sitting here so imagine <laughs> if you're actually doing a coaching session with Alyssa. your vibration Woo.
1: is everything
0: exactly energy so. is everything Energy is everything. Oh my god!
1: Thank you so much for. You're being welcome. Here. Thank you for having me. This yes. is really fun. Pimp yourself <laughs> out. Tell everyone where they can find you to book you. Yeah, you can find me at Alyssa Herman. That's double R, double N. My last name just changed, so Alyssa Herman underscore. Okay, that's my Instagram. Um, you can reach out to me there. Perfect. That is where I. Yes, slutty (laughs) yes oh my gosh and
0: your instagram's so great like if you you. if you're i i find looking at your instagram if you're just having a day or a moment there's just so many posts that like something will resonate with you
1: yeah and
0: i feel like that's that's great that's exactly what you should be doing you're in line with who you are thank you thank you and yeah. grazie paisans for grazie. listening grazie um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have Alyssa back because I feel like there's so many more like Italy things we want to talk but I you know what we're gonna keep them wanting more
1: yes um,
0: so again I love you guys thank you so much for supporting the podcast please 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 rate us five stars review subscribe and share with your friends and reach out podcast at gmail.com please please Please, if you have any questions for me or Alyssa, uh, yeah. Or you just want to be like, Hey girl, I'll say hi. Um, so thank you so much for listening. And remember I am doing the Britney Spears tribute show at the Hollywood improv June 10th. It's a seven thirty PM show. You can get tickets online. So I hope to see you guys there. Have an amazing week. Thank you. And, uh, ciao. Ciao.